from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Can you hand me that, please? What? Not that side, this side. To the left. Go to the left. To the left. To the left. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> just hand me. Just give me. You know, anytime <laughs> I hear <laughs> to the Beyonce left, to the Irreplaceable left. reminds me of that okay. clip that went viral. Actually, it keeps going viral every few years of those women on a morning television show in South Africa singing Irreplaceable by Beyonce. Do you remember this? Everything you own in a box, to the left. In the closet, that's my stuff. Yes, if I bought it, say, don't touch. Don't touch. Keep carrying that mess, that's fine. Would you walk and talk at the same time? And like it is my name that is on that mess. So remove your bag so I can call you a kid. I'm standing in the yard, see, and he's telling me how I'm such a fool. He's talking me up. I will never ever find a brand like him. Yo, I got a record, I got a record. You must not know about me. Every now and then, I think because I watch this video so much, like on Instagram, every now and then on my Explore page, like the video keeps reappearing. They roll a hard R, huh? Holy. At the beginning? (laughs) Oh, I guess it's the L. They roll the L. (laughs) It's like you say, Torah left. Everything you own in a box, Torah left. In the closet, that's my stuff. Yes, yes. if I bought it, say, don't touch. You never know you're gonna go faint, get famous from something like this, huh? Uh-huh. You know, you know, I guess you never know in that moment that this is gonna be the thing, or for somebody like Beyonce to know that your song is gonna make so much of an impact. That it changes the perception of that one song. Oh my god, I I still can't hear um, that one girl who keeps uh, freaking out over "I Will Always Love You." Like anytime I hear "I Will Always Love You," I only hear that poor girl back in the day who was sitting in her bedroom just filming herself on her on her computer and just screwing up. And I- <laughs> Seeing the way Maria's like losing her mind right now, if the math works out, 
Is this a younger Maria? <laughs> like, be. is this you? Like, we know you sing it every day. Is this you as a kid, Maria? They're probably the same age now. I remember being in, like, I'm pretty sure elementary school when I saw that video come out and I resonated with that girl. Let me try again. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Everybody here know who Shannon Sharp is? Yep. No. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer. Played oh, the- 14 seasons with the Broncos. He's the guy that you see on social now all the time with Stephen A. Sh- um, Stephen A. Sharp. Stephen A. Smith. Yes, He's I on ESPN. Yes, yes, yes. On a yes. show called First Take. He's got his own podcast called Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay? I want to go uh-huh. to Club Shay Shay, man. It's actually, it's a good <laughs> podcast. Is it? Yeah. Maria, if you Google him, you'll know what he looks like. He was the guy that was at a basketball game last season and like got into some sort of scuffle and he's like so swole, muscly, and he was like looking back at the person behind him, and that turned into a meme. Oh, I know who this guy is. I have okay. no idea. Um, he's got another podcast, this guy. Two. Shannon Sharp, yeah. Podcast called mm-hmm. Nightcap with Chad Ochocinco, oh, another yeah. former pro football player. He actually played for um, for one season, only five games, mm-hmm. for the Grey Cup champion uh, Montreal Alouettes. Really, yeah? 2014-2015 season. Okay, so now that we know who these guys are, Shannon Sharp, very fit, very uh, much about his appearance. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We all know in this room, on this show, Shem, executive producer of the Raz and Mocha show, has got the white teeth, (laughs) takes care of his teeth, cares about his teeth. But Shem, you have nothing, (laughs) absolutely nothing on Shannon Sharp. Listen to what he said on his podcast about how many times a day he brushes his teeth. I go through a tube of toothpaste, tube of toothpaste a week. Damn, a week? A week. I brush my teeth on average about somewhere between seven and 10 times a day. God damn. I brush my teeth two times before I leave the house in the morning to go to do first take. What? I brush my teeth before I go down to eat breakfast. I go back upstairs and brush my teeth again. I get to work. I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth again. So I brush my teeth three times before I go on air. I come home. I eat. I brush my teeth again. I'll take a 30-minute nap. I get up. I'll brush my teeth before I go to the gym. Uh, uh, you I come to, home. You go too much. I'll brush my teeth again. That's enough goddamn brushing that. Goddamn. <laughs> How many goddamn toothbrushes you go through that? I change my toothbrush every two weeks. What? You know how much toothbrushes cause you? Too much you go through it every two weeks? I do. You know your boy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. A tube of you toothpaste? You gotta be kidding me. A week? And every other week, he's changing his toothbrush because he's brushing seven to ten times That's a day. mental. Does he have halitosis or something? That's <laughs> but is, is that actually good for you, though? To brush your no. teeth that much? I can't imagine no. it being that good. It has to be hard on the gums. Uh-huh. You'll recede your gum lines. Well, plus the enamel. Yeah, like, I don't know if that... Does he have beautiful teeth, though? He oh, does. They look he nice. Teeth are gorgeous. Maybe I just yeah. brushing my teeth. Okay, okay. Now, <laughs> now, I'm so immaculate. Now you got to look at the man's teeth, teeth here. Hold yeah. on. Shannon Sharp teeth, right? Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Or just look just Shannon Sharp smile. Oh, Bro. yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's hell. <laughs> 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 Come on now. <laughs> Perfect. I want to touch him. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Damn it! Went to the uh, Mariah Carey Merry Christmas oh. one and all concert last night. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was awesome. Was it? Was it the same as last year? No, different set, everything. It really? was uh, obviously some of the same songs and stuff, but yeah. uh, really good show. Nice. Uh, did you guys go online like as a, a preview to see what it was you were about to walk into, or do you like to stay away from all that stuff and just be surprised? In the moment. Matthew watched everything in advance. Oh. And ruined it, of course. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, his whole thing was, I'm not going to watch anything. And then I see him, I'm like, you're watching everything right now. You guys you guys didn't get like a VIP package or anything like that. Oh, it didn't come with like a meet it and greet, no. so no. I'll, I'll still never forget when you guys went backstage oh to meet God. Mariah Carey and they take your picture and then they don't give it to you then. They email it to you. And Maury and Matthew got the picture back and they heavily... Uh, filtered and photoshopped Mariah Carey, but not the but not Maury Matthews. So she looked like a an angel, and they looked like trolls. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest thing in the world. And Matthew's arm was like dislocated yes. because of the way they so, filtered so, her. It's so great uh, memories, right, guys? <laughs> uh, the damn it's at Mariah's show last night. Matthew, she came up from the bottom. Yes, that's new for this show. Here, she she normally said. comes out of a, a presence. She went. It's time. Can we just talk about how great she looks? She looks amazing. She is skinny. Oh my god. Do you like the staging this year? I don't mind it. Something different. I miss the Christmas tree. Those those red sweaters that the dancers are wearing are from H and M. He knows. You're like a ding dong ding. You know. So this is pretty much what it's like the entire show. Like everyone inside the arena all just singing, dancing, obviously having a good time. Except for the guy behind me. This old man was like, sit down. <laughs> oh, you guys got yelled at? <laughs> no. So... Who, who said what to who? Like, did you turn around and say something back No, to it was this old man that was talking to, like, the person, and she's like, why are they all standing and dancing? Sit down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At a concert? Yeah. 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 Once you hit a certain age, yeah. But, like, why even go to a show then? Like, you know what's going to happen. You yeah. think everyone's just going to, like, sit there and chill? Yeah. All your songs. The hell I'm tired. I never should have let you go. I want to see, uh... Oh, my God, Matthew, you know this. The whole world knows this. The number one Christmas song on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Matthew's the best. You went to see what? I went to see Neil Diamond years ago, and I had floor seats, great seats, like third row. Yeah. And I was standing, and like nobody else on the floor was standing. And then somebody from the same thing, somebody behind me goes, Hey, sit down. And mm-hmm. I was just about to turn around and just like lay in because I'm like, Bro, like, you know how much I paid for these seats? Yeah. Oxygen tank. Oh, no. <laughs> full, oh. full, huge, on wheels, oxygen tank. That's what you do, unplug? No, no, it was no. Here. Yeah, I kicked it over. <laughs> I was like, here, go get some air, jackass. <laughs> uh, Dan Moore talking to fans after the Mariah concert last night. You were sitting, like, super close. How cool was that? It was so amazing. It was everything, and 
it beat last year. Like, it was so amazing. I enjoyed myself. Did that put you in the festive spirit? Uh, I was completely in the festive spirit before I got here, and it even put me over the top. It was uh, once in a lifetime, like, Queen of Christmas at Christmas. What do you think of her outfits? Do you know what? At one point in time, I was like, is that is that Mariah or the Virgin Mary? It was, like, <laughs> okay. beautiful. Okay, you're, like, right. full of sweat. Were you dancing? How much did you love that show? Oh, you know what's weird? Because she took us to church, and yeah? I needed to get life. She gave me life. Okay, like, you were front row yes. of the Mariah show. How much fun did you have? It was f***ing amazing. It was really, really great. I enjoyed the show. She looked stunning. All the ensembles were amazing. And I'm heading to Montreal for the next show. Okay. What were some of your favorite highlights of this show? Uh, definitely her melody of hits. Um, anytime she was hitting those whistles. Uh, my favorite song is Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. So definitely that one's on top of my list. Did you, did you make eye contact with her at all during the show? Uh, yes, multiple times. She blew kisses. She waved. It was really, it felt like a personal show, even though we were in such a large arena. Okay, how awesome was this Mariah show? It was, it was amazing. amazing. Mariah, she, she, can still, she can still hit her high notes. Because I know everyone at home is wondering if she can still sing. She uh-huh. can still sing. She Good. was passionate. I feel like she brought out emotions in us that we needed right now. She brought us together. And the voice, the body, everything amazing. One highlight from from the show for you. I would say when she did a medley of all her hits. Like, I know it wasn't Christmas, like, but still, it was still iconic and she sounded amazing and, yeah. yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. As soon as we are uh, wrapped up the Roz and Mocha Show today, Maria is heading out on a flight to New York City. Mm-hmm. Yes. For two days and she's Two days. Well, no, technically three. And she's taking, doesn't matter how many days, it's okay, let's call it three days. But she's wait, 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 taking no, checked no, no. Let's luggage. Not, let's not well, call it anything. Well, you also count today four because I need an outfit for when I get okay. there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when, wait a second, when do you land? Today. And then when do you fly home? Monday night. Monday night. Okay. And you're bringing a checked bag? Yes. And, Jeez. and, and luggage as well? Uh, no, I brought a duffel this time. I almost brought a carry-on luggage because I had almost didn't fit everything in my check bag. So in your check bag for yes. what three, <laughs> just over three days, yes. three days in a few hours. Is that just you or is that you and Louis sharing a bag? It's just me. Oh, for God's sake. What is in your checked ba- check bag? Okay, so in my check bag, I put uh, my clothes. Uh-huh. So I have like three pairs of pants, two dresses, a skirt. Three pairs of leggings. And then I have you like... You work a fashion show? <laughs> well, I, in case I don't like an outfit, I need a backup outfit. And then in case plans change, I need a nicer outfit or a casual outfit. And then I need like two outfits a day because I want to change throughout the day. This is how a master of disguise travels. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But then after that, there's a clothes. And then I have like my straightener. And then I have all my makeup, my toiletries. Um... Pair of shoes. I have my boots in there. Yeah, and shoes and boots. I'm, I'm, I have four pairs of shoes. Four pairs of shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh-huh. um, pajamas. What else do I have in there? Yeah, that's it. And then in my carry-on. <laughs> yeah. I have a steamer. Um, my Dyson. Um, Dyson. Two what, pairs of what shoes. Is, what, do, what Dyson do you have? I have the Airwrap. It's to do my hair. Okay. And I have two pairs of shoes. Okay, wait more a shoes? <laughs> yeah, well, wow. I have four pairs. You have more shoes than days that you're going to be there. And although I have a pair of running shoes, I have a pair of boots, I have uh-huh. a pair of loafers, and then the Uggs I'm wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please log while you're there everything that you did wear? 
yes. to see if you got through it all. Yeah, okay. All right. And no, and no all, BS either. No BS. Like you can't be trying something on once and then saying you put it on. Like yeah, actually like, put it on, wear it out in the it world. It has to be for the purpose. outfit. Yeah. I'll take pictures in all the outfits <laughs> that I okay. remember. Yes. But out in the world, like out in the wild, where yes. you where you're like doing stuff. Okay. Very important okay. question. Yes. yes. Maria, who's going to New York for three hours or sorry, three days and a few hours, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you're going with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And you are packing check luggage. You also have crazy. <laughs> you also have carry-on. Yes. Your boyfriend, is he doing packed lug or sorry, check luggage as well? Or is he carry-on only? So he's only doing a check bag because he's coming, he's meeting me there. So he's coming from Florida. He's been oh. in Florida for about like ten days. Or, okay, okay, oh, yeah. okay. So that's the only reason. When I told him how much I had, he was like, what? what? <laughs> Why? And I'm afraid that what if I go shopping now? Where am I going to have room to put things? I mean, what if? Yes or no? Are I'm going buy- shopping yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hmm. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be part of it. New York, New York. So Maria spent three days in New York City. The Big Apple. Loved it. And she left on Friday, right after the show. Yeah. Three days, and she took checked luggage and a carry-on. Checked <laughs> a bag. And you yeah. went through all, everything that you would need with us, and you had said you had packed, I believe it was four different pairs of shoes. I, I have the full Oh, list. you do? Okay, thank you. Oh, thank here. you. <laughs> Please. Three days. Okay. Less, three less than three days. full days. Three pairs of pants, three pairs of leggings, two dresses, she said that she needed two outfits a day in case she changes her mind. Also packed makeup, four pairs of shoes, and PJs. That's in the checked bag, right? right. Yes. On carry-on, she had her Dyson, two more pairs of shoes, plus a steamer. And also, plan. maybe she was like, well, what if I do some shopping? Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my and God. we had asked you on Friday's show to keep track because nobody in the room thought that you were going to wear every single thing. Yes. Like, we were like... Like an outfit a day, maybe. And you're not going to rock six pairs of shoes. No. And you had to go out. We're like, you can't just stand in the hotel room and try clothes on and then take them off. <laughs> like, you have to go out in the world. Yes. Uh, in an outfit. Yes. Right. And? And I wore everything but one dress. <sighs> Stop it, Maria. Sakes. Oh, and what, I didn't end up wearing my running shoes. Okay. Or my Uggs, because I ended up bringing loafers out one night, which is a bad idea, and I had blisters. I was limping through the streets of New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like, I don't want to walk anymore. And he's like, no one told you to wear loafers what, in the city. What, so, was, yeah. uh, what was his reaction to the amount of clothing you brought? So um, he's like, why do you have this much? Because then he asked me how much my bag weighed. And he met me in New York because Louis was in Florida prior to coming to New York. And yesterday when you were leaving New York, we put our luggages on the Wayne thing. Yeah. So again, <laughs> this is three days in New York and your check luggage was how much? Mine was 35 pounds. And how much was his? His was, I think... Thirty-eight. And where was? And where was? And where was? Wait, wait, wait. And then, yeah. And where was he before New York? Florida. How long? A week. Okay. 
It's my boots. They were heavy. They weigh like seven pounds each boot. The boot that you didn't wear? I guarantee you, Maria, you don't have 14 pounds of boots. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm really made out of cinnamon. One time, I packed those boots with me. I was going to LA, and each boot weighed three pounds or five pounds, whatever it was. They're heavy boots. Okay. Your boots, you don't have 14 pounds of boots, Whatever, Maria. They okay, were boots. no, you don't. So, did you wear, you wore everything? <laughs> yeah, except one dress I ended up wearing. It was too cold. Wow. You know, I think I wore. <sighs> I think went... I changed, I, cha- I think I changed my shirt over the weekend. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I well, think. When you went to Portugal over the summertime, Ross. Yeah. Pack, lo- or sorry, uh, carry on, right? Carry on. Uh-huh. And how many outfits did you bring with you? And you guys were there for like a full week, right? Oh, yeah. Um, in my carry on, I had uh, a pair of blue jeans, a pair of white jeans, two bathing suits, two pair of shorts, and five linen shirts and three t-shirts. In a carry on, Maria! And two no. pair of shoes. See, this is the thing. You didn't travel in the winter. My one sweater took up half my luggage. It was so big. Bring a coat. I did. I wore. I brought one okay, coat. You I wear the coat on coats. the plane. I almost brought two coats. You, I couldn't oh fit the other one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, check the weather before you go. Right? No, all my outfits I had the same coat. It was bothering me. Okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Coming up at uh, 7 o'clock this morning, Maddie Matheson from oh, The yeah. Bear. Uh, Maddie Matheson plays the um, the maintenance guy. Funny. He's one of the executive producers mm-hmm. on The Bear. Um, and he's also, because he's a chef in real life, yeah. famous chef in Toronto. Uh, because he's a chef, he's like their go-to guy to make sure everything on The Bear is proper. And what we're seeing happening in the kitchen is stuff that actually happens mm-hmm. in the kitchen. So Maddie Matheson from The Bear joins us at 7 this morning. Uh, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear plays Carmine. Carmi, yo cousin! He was on uh, <laughs> He was on Kimmel's show last night. Oh, was he, yeah? Yeah, and of course he's got the Iron Claw movie coming out right. next month. It's a wrestling movie. Yeah, yeah. it's about the uh, famous Von Erich wrestling family. Also starring Zac Efron. So The Bear, 13 Emmy nominations. <sighs> Jeremy Allen White, lead actor in a comedy series. I know. It's and such it's so a weird. We- I know, I like, know. Like, if you watch be- The Bear, it's, like, so dramatic. I there know. are funny moments, but I wouldn't classify it as a comedy. It's not even dark comedy, but and it's... All the all the nominations are all in the comedy category, that, and that that's the producers, right? And because that off, it, it, because it's not a long show, it's not an hour show. Yeah. Usually, if you're thirty minutes, you wind up in the comedy category. Hmm. Yeah, that's it's weird. So it's wild. the we, it's the weirdest thing. But that show, you're right, is the farthest thing from what anyone would call comedy. So Jeremy Allen White is nominated for lead actor in a comedy series, and he's going up against. Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building. Right. He'd like, why? Uh, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Like, yeah. Right? Uh, Bill Hader for Barry. Right. And which then, also is not a comedy. And then Jason Siegel for Shrinking. Right. Which is, on which is also not a comedy. Right? So it's so wild. Yeah. So they're talking about the success of The Bear. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Allen White on Jimmy Kimmel last night. And talking about how their lives, all the actors on the show, their lives have changed now that they're famous. I think about you sometimes when I'm at a restaurant. Because yeah. when I go to a restaurant, there's sometimes a lot of pressure because maybe the chef will come out or whatever. And sure. I can't imagine, like, what happens when you go out to eat? 
I mean, we're all really lucky. I think, you know, we, we get taken care of when we go out now. Um, you know, we don't have to order a lot off the menu. It's nice. Folks will bring stuff out. They want us to try stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes we get a little too confident. Like, like in Chicago, I feel like we're good anywhere. We can right. walk in anywhere. It should be fine. And I was with uh, Io, who plays Sydney wow. on the show. Oh, she's great. Chicago recently was amazing. Yeah. We're in Chicago shooting the second season, and we go to this steakhouse, Gibson Steakhouse, which is like a really famous steakhouse, really amazing. And uh, we didn't have a reservation. And Io and I go up to the host, and we're like, hey, you know, it's, it's us. It's us. We're good, right? And they're like, sorry, do you have a reservation? And we're like, no, 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 but, you know, it's... It's us, come on. <laughs> like, uh, it's an hour and a half wait. We're like, very good. We take a walk. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a shot to the ego, huh? Yep. <laughs> That's the, but that, that is a double-edged sword, though, because sometimes when you go into places, and we've talked about this before, where, you know, the, the chef is like, they want to make a big deal out of it and all this, but sure. sometimes you just want to order off the menu. Uh-huh. Right? Like sometimes you don't want what they want to bring you out. Like sometimes you go into a place and you're like, you know what? I want the chicken salad. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, you, know no. What, you know what you really want? You need this like Atlantic salmon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, not even Atlantic salmon. Like, uh, you know, like knuckle, right? <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I'm not in the mood for knuckle, man. Like, that's something I got to plan a couple weeks in advance that we're going to the knuckle place. <laughs> yeah, I got right? to hit myself up. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The Bear is one of our favorite TV shows. You can stream seasons one and two on Disney right now. Uh, Season one was nominated for 13 awards, and the cast is gearing up for season three. Maddie Matheson plays Neil, the hilarious handyman on the show. He's also one of the executive producers. He's also a well-known chef out of Toronto and is partially responsible to make sure everything that happens in the kitchen in The Bear is legit. Maddie Matheson, welcome to the Razamoka Show. You know, happy to be here. There's so much uh, going on with you. Everybody is still so obsessed with uh, the bear. And I love when I talk to somebody who's discovered it for the first time, like recently, where they're like, man, I finally got around to watching that. And the reaction, like I get jealous because I can't watch it for the first time again. Like it's one of those shows. Uh, What is it like for you when you meet somebody who sort of just got into it? Are you just like realizing just how special that show is? Uh, Yeah, like anyone. I don't no, it's just, uh, you know, making anything and then having people enjoy it. Uh, and a lot of people enjoyed it, it seems is just cool. So it's just, uh, you know, we never thought it was going to be uh, what it turned into when we were making it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what, what's your conversation like now with the rest of the cast? We already know season three of The Bear. Uh, everyone's looking forward to that. But like with the success, the popularity of the show, what are your conversations now with the cast about the show? And I guess like the expectation from fans. I, th- I think we're just grateful. You know, truly, like, I think uh, we're very lucky. We're all very close friends and, uh, you know, we genuinely like love each other. And I think um, our kind of motto is head down and do what we're doing. Yeah, I think I think it's just like, don't change anything. Don't read anything. 
Like, don't worry about any of the critiques. Let's just keep making what we're making. And it's usually, you know, season two is a pretty natural progression. Season three will be a pretty natural progression. And I think we just are closer and better with each other. And I think that shows, you know. Here's what I worry about for the characters of this show, okay, is that when good things happen, they don't last long. And it seems like everything ended in a really good spot. And is everybody going to go through hell again? Because they sort of have to go through hell, but I'm really not looking forward to watching that. (laughs) i think i think everyone's going through hell every day you know i think i think i think that's what the beauty of the show is i think everyone like you know everything that's happening in the show it's like yeah these things are happening but i think it's pretty pretty regular you know like if you were to look at yourself and look at people around you i'm like everyone's going through it that's why the show i think connects with so many people i think every single day people are broken and it's like how do we put ourselves together every day you know how do we carry on how do we live our lives how do we how do we exist uh there are three episodes for both seasons that stand out for me um, yeah. that were extremely stressful watching the episode. And I want to know from you, Maddie Matheson, from The Bear, if these episodes were extremely stressful to shoot. Actually, sorry, four episodes. So the one uh, from season one when the food orders kept coming in and yeah. it was just like chaos in the kitchen. Uh, season two, there was that episode called Forks. Yeah. Uh, the season finale and the Christmas episode as well. <laughs> I think, to be honest, yes and no, but I just don't think people realize how fun uh, making TV is or how good actors are. Like, I'm blown away. It's, like, less stressful and more, like, I'm just blown away where you're, like, you know, like, this season one where the orders are coming in, and, like, that was a wonder, right? Like, we shot that whole thing, so it was, like, kind of like just doing a 20-minute play. And we only did it, like, three times. And, like, what you saw on television was, like, the second take. So it was just, like, that was, like, 25 minutes of work and then and then it was just like we practiced it like the day before a bunch of times you know but like on the day when we shot that it was 25 we were all home by like noon hanging out you know like it was real chill and then like the christmas episode was um you know an amazing experience there was a lot of obviously huge uh stars hanging out and acting with us and and making the show with us and i think it was uh the same thing like everyone was so happy to be there and everyone was so nice and like except like everyone you know when you have these like larger than life characters coming like to your house like coming on set to like even doing interviews with you guys it's just like you know like you're so nervous you're like are they going to be an or what it's okay that's all good you're all good you're all good and then like everyone showed up and when everyone shows up and they bring like their a game and they're down you're like oh this is amazing and then you're just like having fun you're like oh jamie lee curtis is like the greatest actress of all time you're like amazing when it comes to the food and you know what it's films and 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 when you're dealing with fiction oftentimes food is seen as a prop where it doesn't have to be real it just has to look real was that a fight for you um no like we from day one we wanted everything to be real and like we we love shout out to our prop master like laura roper she's incredible and then like you know coco store like coco is like chris the chris store is the creator right and the director writer and everything and then like his sister is a chef and so she's the culinary producer so me and coco work like you know day and night on figuring everything out and coco executes on the day from day one we're like nah we're gonna make real food they're gonna actually cook everything like all the actors like 
literally have to cook everything. Wow. And so so it's just like, if we make it real, then they feel real. Jeremy Allen White in season two looked like considerably more jacked than he did in season one. <laughs> and was, was this like before he had to go and shoot the wrestling movie? And was he just like eating like crazy? Because he had a different body in season two than he did in season one. It, it was, we shot it after. Oh, you did? We, we, okay. We, wow. Yeah, he was coming down off of that. <laughs> uh, is there anything you can tell us about season three? I know you're your executive producer on the show, you must have a hand in some of uh, the subject matter for season three. Everyone's such a big fan of the bear. Maddie Matheson, what can you tell us about it? You know, there's going to be time travel. There's going to be dinosaurs. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) Maddie Matheson, uh, we love you on the Raza Mocha show. We love you on the bear. You guys are doing the entire cast and crew, the writers, everyone. uh, You guys are doing such an incredible job. Uh, deserve all the accolades that this show is getting. And we can't thank you enough for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you guys for so much. It was amazing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kate McKinnon hosting Saturday Night Live for the very first time. Oh, yes. How long ago did she leave SNL? Kate McKinnon. It, it's probably not as long as you think. I'm going to guess Kate McKinnon left I SNL. Don't know. No, I think it's been a while. I think she left like seven years ago. Really? Kate yeah. McKinnon. So Adam Driver is doing it, I guess, uh, on the 9th mm-hmm. with Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. And Kate McKinnon is hosting on the 16th with Billie Eilish. Sick. How long ago, Sham? 2022. What was yeah, that? 2022? Like, like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I said not that long ago. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. What? But I, th- I think it feels longer because we went a real long time without any, any SNL. Right, because the writer strike and oh, the actor right, strike yeah. and on all that other stuff, and so I think maybe it feels longer. But I, 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 my God, that's crazy! Like I thought it was like at least twenty twenty. Like I thought she'd be gone for like three years. She hasn't. So she did that. She left, and then did the and that then makes the, sense. Because I remember her skit, like when she left, when she was going up to space or whatever, felt like forever ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, to me, it felt like forever ago. Mm. I have no concept of anything though. I am so forgetful lately. You've no, like lately, late, yes, lately. Bruh. It's just this new thing that started to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's called old age. If, no, it doesn't start down this road again. Ten years. No, <laughs> that's not what I mean. <laughs> you to stop that, man. We were just talking about Kate McKinnon, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Kate. No, that's not what I wanted to say. Uh, did you get all the people from um, all their Spotify lists? Oh, so oh everybody, fans? All the, yeah, all the rap yeah, stuff. I, from I haven't fans. been. Uh, I haven't been going. I haven't caught up yet for the day. But yesterday, yeah. my mentions were going bananas yeah. because all of our amazing fans have been sharing their Spotify rap. Yeah, and like a lot of listening minutes to our podcast. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get like I don't get that thing. I don't get my my. I can't rats. find mine either. I'm looking at my do Spotify. Did you look, do, do you have Spotify, Roz? You have to have Spotify. <laughs> do you know what Spotify is? I do. Okay. Do you know that it's on your phone? Do you I, have it on your phone? I don't know. Do you man. know that you have the App Store on your phone? Uh, if you go to the App Store, type in Spotify. Okay. And I, then hit the button that says Get, okay. and then it'll download, and then you sign into your account. Do you have an account? For God's if sense, not, there's a guys, button there that says Sign you Up. You guys are killing me. Jamie right Crawford now. listened to our show okay. 12,447 minutes. Yeah. I don't know what th- that sounds long. It's a lot. I still don't know how to get it. I don't know how to get it either. I was really, really trying. That's but then, but then I, <laughs> guys, yeah. I can't talk about anything. I can't say anything around you people. We were talking about Kate. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A couple of days ago, we were talking about food delivery orders. Because now all the big delivery companies are releasing their year-end trending list right. of what was ordered across the country. And Skip the Dishes is the latest to release their top trends list. Right. Uh, the most expensive order in Canada was $1,259.71 in Quebec, which included 55 sandwiches, three pizzas, and seven orders of poutine. Butter chicken was the top ordered food item this year across the entire country. Wow. Followed by garlic naan. I, I, I sort of get that because I think that when you... People have their favorites, right? Pizza, burgers, all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think that the ones that sort of rise to the top will most likely be the dishes that people are le that they love but are least likely to cook at home. Right. For fear of screwing it up. People don't make a lot of butter chicken at home. Yeah. But facts. they love butter chicken. Uh, chips were the most ordered groceries. <laughs> Come on, are we calling chips groceries now? Uh-huh. Okay. Ahead of grocery store. Yeah. Ahead of milk, bread, and eggs. Oh, hey, come on now. <laughs> we did something good this year. <laughs> we did something good. For some weird reason, Ontarians ordered more pickles than any other province in 2023. Oh, gross. In Alberta, they ordered the most bubble tea than Whoa. any other province. Also, somebody in Alberta spent $921.61 on 36 plates of chicken. With two salads thrown in on the side. Wait a second. 36 plates of chicken, but only two salads? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Like, just in case anybody wants salad. What kind of chicken? chicken? Did it say what kind of chicken? No, it just it says say, chicken. Yeah, no. Just chicken. Uh, oh, Maria. Mm -hmm. Might be one of your friends out in BC that did this. What? Somebody in BC spent $1,060.50 on... On 15 bottles of liquor, including two bottles of Grey Goose. Wow. Wow. Uh, somebody else in Ontario spent $789.50 on 70 tacos. 25 orders of chips with a combination of guac, salsa, and horseradish cream. Whoa. That's a lot of chips. Somebody in Manitoba spent $748.00. On 10 Caesar salads. How much? 10 Caesar no, salads. No, how much did they spend? 748 bucks. On 10 Caesar salads, 10 beef ribs, oh. three pickerel, and three pasta dishes. That's a big dinner. Wow. And uh, the top 10, or sorry, top, I'll give you top five food items ordered nationally. This is through Skip the Dishes, by the way, for uh, 2023. Butter chicken, garlic naan, Miso soup, poutine, and butter naan. I'll just read the rest of the top 10. California roll, onion rings, Caesar salad, chicken wings, and plain naan. Wow. I think my most expensive order and that I've ever clicked okay on was the night before our wedding when we had all the family to the hotel. Oh. And we had a thing, and I just did everything on I just did everything on Uber. Uh -huh. And it was a $460 order. What was that? Like a 
from all from one place all from or one, all different from spots? one place Japanese. Oh, can you yeah. remember what you got? Oh, just everything. L- literally the entire everything menu. On the menu. The entire menu. Yeah. Yeah. We got everything. All the noodles, all the all, rice. All the all, all the, the sushi. Soups, all the sushi. No, it, was, it was all the sushi, all the Ooh. sides, all the everything. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. It was it was a lot of food. Ooh. Like a lot of food. But yeah. that, that is it's understandable. What I don't get is like when somebody just orders, you know, twenty five of one thing. Uh-huh. Like what Chicken. are you doing? with all that chicken. 25 chicken and two salads. <laughs> what are you doing with all that chicken? Maybe they made the rice at home. <laughs> In you, you don't, okay, you don't go to the grocery store and spend $4 on a bag of rice and then be like, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to order $700 of chicken yeah. to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Michael Bublé is on hold, by the way. We're super pumped to talk to him. Uh, this time of year, his Christmas album shoots up the charts and the streaming numbers go all the way up. On top of all of that, he's such a great spokesperson for Bubbly, which is like huge in our house, by the way. And now he's got his own flavor called Mary Berry Bublé. Michael Bublé, hello. It's Ron Zamoka. Hey, Ross. Hey, Mocha. How's it, go- how's it going? Um, okay, so Bubbly, right? I have to start there because when you first started doing the campaigns with Bubbly, I was like, somebody either who was a genius that knew that this was going to work, pitch this in a room, or somebody who was walking in there going, I may get fired for this. (laughs) No, no. You know, I knew, dude, I knew when it came. I was sitting in my kitchen. This is no joke. And uh, my sister was beside me visiting. And my manager, Bruce, said, hey, kid, you know, they're talking about this Super Bowl ad. For this thing, Pepsi's calling. I said, oh, cool, Pepsi's big. I'll do that. <laughs> and uh, he goes, uh, it's for this thing called Bubbly. And my sister heard, and she literally had this Bubbly in her hand. I'd never heard of it in my life. And my sister went, oh, my God, I love this stuff. And I was like, okay, Bruce, my sister likes it. And when we got the content, concept, I actually talk, talked to Seth Myers because I swear they stole it from him from when I was on Saturday Night Live with John Hamm. And him and I had this great skit that Seth Meyers had written called Ham and Bubbly. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, it was, it was, and, and, and John had, uh, he was basically, he was the proprietor of a shop that sold only the best pork and champagne products. <laughs> and he'd been, <laughs> and I think someone in the marketing company was you know, smart enough to watch SNL. And they were like, this is what it's going to be. And we're going to make fun and bubbly, bubbly. And I was like, oh, this is easy. And uh, I thought, man, I'll go and do it. I shot for a couple days and uh, and I just got to play it real. Like I wasn't trying to be funny. You know, I just, he kept saying to me, this isn't called bubbly. It's called buble. You know, this is a table. This is an apple. This is a desk. And this is a buble. And uh, we laughed our asses off. We thought it was funny. And I said to my manager, that was great. Great Super Bowl ad. We got paid. Let's go. No expectation that like seven years later, I would own the brand. How long into those conversations or how long into that relationship did the idea for a buble only flavor come about? This was in the works for a while, but it was honestly, man, it was a really nice gift because we've had weirdly now it's been seven years and I've had I've had like genuinely you guys know because you do this both of you have different like sponsorships or people you work with, whether it's people that, that put you in your clothes or, yeah. or, or whatever. And every once in a while it's business, you know, okay. Yeah. It works for you. It works for me. But it wasn't like that with us. We had this really, really collaborative relationship where they got my humor. They, they got what I wanted and they liked it. It's nice. I mean, God, 
this was such a big break for me. For, like giving them seriously, no man, them doing them giving giving me this gift of calling it a buble, Mary Berry buble. Yeah. Because no, no, I have been. I I think I have lost more money in sharpies. <laughs> I, <laughs> my my wife always laughs. I'll go to like Costco or I'll go to like the you know Safeway or something. Yeah. Loblaws and I, and like I'll literally be in line. And I'll like take my Sharpie out and I'll start like putting the E on the A <laughs> on the end of it. And uh, and I could tell people like people like look at me and they'll go like, nah, that's not nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, we're talking to uh, Michael Buble here on the Raz and Mocha show. Look out for his own bubbly flavor, Mary Berry Buble. So are you the one that came up with the with the flavor or did they... Actually, yeah, man. Yeah? They let me, you know what? Yes, that was a collaborative too. I got to be part of that. And uh, I think the for me it was like you know, what would taste best with my whiskey? Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's perfect. I like, I like the flavors. We, we know, uh, we all know Mariah is the queen of Christmas, but at some point in your career, you sort of slid into that, you know, maybe not king, but definitely prince of the holidays. And, uh, I don't, I don't think so, man. I'm not, I mean, I'm so? not, I'm not being defensive. You know what? The, here's the thing, you guys, I'm a very proud Canadian boy and I hope you're kind of, proud of me sometimes or whatever but it's it's i wish i wish i could be the king of like christmas or the king of the holidays but i i, I can't because i'm too busy dominating mother's day and valentine's <laughs> okay, and okay, like okay, probably okay. gonna take over a freaking halloween too at some point <laughs> okay. i, I mean <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's not easy it's not easy to, to just be winning and owning like it. it's I feel uncomfortable with it. Okay. Sometimes I think to myself, uh, give burden. other owning, Canadians a chance, owning, please. Owning everything give is so Ryan overwhelming. <laughs> it's so yes. overwhelming to own everything. Uh, you, yes. got, you got a beautiful family, uh, and I know that the, the, the Canucks are doing great, so that's not on your Christmas list. But uh, but what's yeah. Christmas uh, like for you guys in the house this year? Oh, dude, it's so nice. So we, you know, I got I I tell people all the time. I genuinely, I love the holidays a lot. My mom and dad made it great for my sisters and I. And a lot of love, a lot of warmth in the house. And now I see it through the eyes of my kids, you know. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's something, man. It's really, it really is. Michael Buble, you are amazing. The uh, bubbly Mary Berry flavor available. Um, thank you so much for making time for us. Anytime you're no, in are the you city, kidding me? Um, please, please, please come back and, and visit us. You know what? I'm coming back. I'm bringing the whiskey. And you guys, we need to sit and have a pop together. And yeah. we need to talk about, we need to talk hockey. Pleasure, guys. Thank you for having yeah. me. I appreciate we we appreciate it, you. Yeah. Happy holidays to you and your family. And congratulations on everything, bro. Thanks, guys. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Here we go. Roz and Mocha super fan, Kirsten, joins us right now. Hello, Kirsten. Hi, how are you guys? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Okay, so uh, Kirsten, where and when does your hell of a story take place? Um, okay, so I went to a pretty big country concert in September, front row in the pit, um, and during, like, between sets, one of the video techs turned around and hits on me, and, you know, being newly single, I was like, all right, whatever. Okay, so, oh, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're you're up close to the stage, and one yeah. of the one of the video techs turns around and hits on you. When you say hits on you, what does he say? Oh, starts flirting with me. So I I asked him to charge my phone for me, and he did. Oh, okay. You start flirting with the video tech at a country music festival because you're right up front, and uh, he yeah. see, he seems into you. He charges your phone for you. So far, it sounds like a great meeting. So what happened? Um, I ended up giving him my phone number. They were there for three nights. So I went on the second night. So I was like, "What are you doing later?" 
ended up hanging out with him for the night, had a good night, hit it off, cool. He lives in Nashville, so I was like, oh, perfect. Like, I've been wanting to go. Uh, so he's like, yeah, you have a free place to stay. I'm like, amazing. So I'm looking for tickets, and then I find a round pause, trip. Pause, 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 yes. pause, pause. Okay, so when you say that you guys uh, hooked up on that second night and had a great night, does that mean, like, he slept over? Does that mean, like, oh, yeah. he went to the hotel? Like, what does that no, mean? No, no, he, he, he Ubered an hour to see me. Okay. Oh, and he went to your place. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, and he stayed the night. Yeah. And then left the next day, and you were like, wow, that was great? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, cool. So he lives in Nashville, and you've always wanted to go to Nashville, so you start looking around for airfare. Yeah, so I signed a round trip for $283 Canadian it's on bad, Thanksgiving. I'm like, that's amazing, right? Yeah. So I messaged him, I'm like, do you 100% want me to go? And he's like, yes. I was like, okay, perfect. Book the flight. And then on Wednesday, I had to go to a funeral. He asked me, like, he told me if it got intense, I could call him. So I go to call him. And when I went to call him, it rang twice and hung up. I was like, oh, that's weird. So when it hung up, I got a text later on that day while I'm at the church. And he goes, hey, police just raided my place. Oh, what? okay. Hold on a second here. <laughs> so what happened? So I was like, okay, it can't be that bad, right? Yeah. So he kind of downplayed it. He's like, I might just be in like a bit of trouble. Like there was somebody that I met on Snapchat or something like that, right? I was like, okay, that's odd. Uh, so anyways, I proceeded to still book the trip because he's like, oh, it can't like be that bad. We still kept talking every day. Given my trip, I left on Sunday that just passed on the Tuesday so, right before that. Okay. So you have I, a, you, you, oh my God, Chris, you just cancel everything at this point. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So he told you that the police raided his place and they took his phone, but you guys are still messaging. And you're like, okay, well, whatever. Can't be that bad. Um, game on. I'm still going to go down and hang out with you. Yeah. Okay. He hadn't been arrested or anything at this point. Police had just came and took his stuff. And okay. I was like, okay, well, whatever. And then on Tuesday, uh, he goes to silent. I Google his name. Uh, <laughs> in, in Tennessee, everything's public knowledge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was uh, charged with two counts of sexual exploitation of a minor and aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor with oh. more charges pending. Oh, my God. Okay. What? Yeah. yeah. Like, what was he like? He was talking to, to, kids, to kids on, like, Snapchat? 16-year-olds, yeah. Oh, my God. So, given, obviously, we did not go and see him. But thankfully, because he had mentioned a couple of his coworkers, and I knew they would be home those four days, I hit them up. You still went? What? Yeah. I got back yesterday. Kirsten! <laughs> I didn't go see him. I stayed on my own. But still, you went and go hung out with his friends? Yeah. Kirsten, what's wrong with you? Oh. Well, they're not friends anymore. So they all found out too? Oh, yeah. None of them talked to him anymore. So we bonded over that. So now I got my, my ticket hookup back, too. Oh, my. Concert ticket? Oh, God. oh my God! Oh, yeah. oh, oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh wait a minute! Oh Kirsten, God. when you went to Nashville, did you yeah. hook up with any of his friends? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many of them? <laughs> only one. Only one. And I'm still talking to him. How many times? Oh, he stayed over the one. Oh, okay. Is this like a good friend of that guy? Well, no, they just work together. As soon as the article came out, they all cut him off. Because if you Google his name, it's <laughs> yeah. all their mugshot, everything. Oh, okay. And, and you, and you, this still turned you, like, you, like, okay. okay Yo, okay. this is Red Flag City right here. Yeah. Come on now. Well, I didn't hang out with him. Okay. Okay, Kristen. <laughs> Did you not, I gotta know this, just, so that guy, though, he spent the night with you, and you guys had, like, a really good time. Did you, after you found out that he was, like, a predator, did you not feel some kind of way? Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had I had tickets to the National Predator game with him. That obviously did oh not my go God. with him. There. Wait a second. You almost went to see the Nashville Predators <laughs> with a Nashville Predator? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You know, the, the multiverse okay. is crashing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Kirsten. Oh that was okay. one hell of a story. Jesus, Kirsten. Uh, thank you for <laughs> oh telling it on the Razamoka show. Oh, no, no thank you. Listen, thank and you happy that they the cops got the guy. Hope they throw the book at him. Piece of garbage for whatever he did. Uh, oh, yeah. Glad you're okay, and you know everything worked out for for you, and he didn't treat you any any sort of way. Yo, but when's your next trip to Nashville? Because I know that you probably already booked. Oh, we've been talking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's coming here first. So, well, that is a hell of a story. Glad it all worked yeah. out. Glad you're safe. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We're going to talk to uh, Laura McKelligan in a second. She lives in New Hampshire, and she is going viral once again for her Christmas wrapping technique. So this is the mom that you've probably seen on social where every year she books a hotel room for two nights to wrap all the family's Christmas presents. So she brings them all to the hotel, all her wrapping paper, so she can wrap in peace, not be disturbed, do it all right. Enjoy a glass of wine. Enjoy. (laughs) Maybe some pizza. Yes, so it's like half break, half efficient, everything else, but it's a brilliant idea. Uh, She's pulled it off now three years in a row, and uh, uh, yeah, people are loving it. Hi, Laura. It's Razamoka. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Thank you for joining us today. When I first saw this, I thought it was a, a goof, like just like a setup, because I don't believe anything that I see on social media. Um, <laughs> but then we sort of came to learn that this is actually something you've done multiple years now, right? Yeah, yeah. This year will be the third year. Okay. And how does your family feel about this? You know what? I didn't really ask. <laughs> after all this time? Hold on a second. Laura, after all this time, after the millions upon millions of views your videos have been getting, millions and millions of comments from supporters of this, you have not had a conversation with your family about leaving for a weekend to stay in a hotel to wrap Christmas presents? Not really. No, the, the video... Okay. The video a little bit, but I think they try and keep me humble, you know. Um, no, I think they, they're they okay with it, it sounds like. Everyone's good. So this sounds like it was something that came out of necessity. So what was your sort of gift wrapping uh, like process and situation before you decided to book yourself into a hotel for two nights every year to wrap all the Christmas presents? I think it was a lot like most parents. You hide everything you can uh, for us, it was in the in the closet, and then trying to wrap in our house and not make a noise while the kids are sleeping or whatever it is. Um, I don't know. My back is hurting when I'm sitting on the floor trying to do it. It's all the things that we. It, it was just. Um, I don't think it was a need that I had to go to a hotel room, but it was definitely a want. And uh, it worked out. So when did the idea come about? Like, you're obviously thinking, okay, I need to change up the game plan. Let me uh, check into a hotel. This is a good idea. Like, at what point did you come to that realization? Uh, It wasn't while I was rapping. It was December, you know, three years ago. I just thought, man, I could get away. Maybe I should make an excuse of wrapping gifts. And then it turned into, like, this is actually a good idea and when I talked to my husband about it, I said, hey, I was thinking about renting a, you know, booking a room for a night 
but I actually think two nights would be best. So I have the whole day. <laughs> I can walk, <laughs> get everything done. Uh-huh. Yeah, he kind of gave me the look of, are you serious right now? That seems like a lot of time to wrap presents. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I think I take a, a little time to not wrap. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Based on the videos we've seen on TikTok, you <laughs> sitting back, drinking, eating some junk food. But you know what, girl? You deserve it. So since all of this has gone viral and you said this is now year three of doing the two-night check-in in a hotel so you could get away from your family and be able to wrap presents in peace, have you heard from other families, other moms, other dads who have said that they've adopted kind of the same thing, that you've influenced them? heard a lot of people say, I want to do this. I want to do this. I haven't necessarily had anyone say I'm doing it or I have done it. Um, so we'll see what happens this year with it going a little wild. The the first thought I had was there's a sort of logistical nightmare to all of this, which is the great idea is you now going on your third year uh, booking a hotel room for two nights uh, to wrap all mm-hmm. the all the family's Christmas presents. But the logistical part of this is you have to get all of those out of the house into mm-hmm. a vehicle to the hotel into the room and then now that they're wrapped you got to get those all out of the room back into the house obviously with nobody seeing you yeah and i'm going to revert back to two nights by yourself in a hotel i th- i think it's worth it um, <laughs> especially when you're staying in that room that's got two beds and by the end of it all the presents are piled up on one bed while you're chilling on the other bed enjoying a drink, looking at all the work. Exactly. What if your husband next year says, hey, babe, um, why don't I do the hotel for two nights this year? I would die laughing. (laughs) I would die laughing. (laughs) Because, you know, you'd probably look at the football schedule and be like, okay, these big games are on this weekend. That's why he picked it. (laughs) Nothing's getting wrapped that weekend. He would probably hire someone to wrap everything while he enjoyed the hotel. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Hey, Laura, that's great. Uh, Really quick before we let you go, do you always check into the same hotel every year? No. Nope. I um, I just try and find restaurants that have, I mean, hotels with good restaurants nearby. Right. So I don't know what it will do this year, um, but I'm I'm kind of poking around. What was your your room service bill last year? Uh, It was not... A million dollars. <laughs> but it was pretty up there. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't too, I will say, it wasn't too bad. Room service wasn't too bad, but um, I did splurge a little for sure. Yeah, yeah. you deserve Good it, girl. You, you deserve it. You. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for joining us on the Razamoga uh, Show. Uh, you are the one, uh, you've gone viral now, and, and this is your third year heading out to a hotel for two nights um, so you can wrap Christmas presents in peace. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us on the Razamoga Show. Yeah, thank you so much. Take right care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Ah, this theme song always brings me so much joy. One of my favorite shows in the entire world, The Agreed. Office. Agreed. Still watch episodes every now and then on Netflix. Uh, well, today, Roz, very excited about. It's an anniversary for The Office. Uh-oh. Of one of the shows. One of the episodes, sorry. Which one? The convict episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> Prison With Mike? Prison Mike. <laughs> it was today, 17 years ago, that 
Season three, episode nine premiered on television and quickly became a fan favorite. And the reason why I bring up Prison Mike is because there's like a couple of things that I learned recently about that episode. So a couple things. Uh, Ricky Gervais, who starred and created the British version. Yeah. Uh, I found out that Ricky Gervais wrote, or he along with others, wrote this particular episode for the American office. The only other episode for the entire series Ricky Gervais wrote for was the pilot episode because it was a direct take from the UK episode. BJ Novak, who played Ryan on the show, along with Paul Lieberstein, who played Toby, and Mindy Kaling, who played Kelly, they're writers on the show. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that came up with the name Prison Mike because they were talking about the concept. And one of them, like, threw out the name, Paul Lieberstein, just, like, threw out the name in passing. Yeah. And then at the end of the conversation, BJ Novak was like, why don't we just call him Prison Mike? And they were like, okay. Yeah. And in the deleted scenes, if you have, like, the Peacock Network in in the States, they have, like, all deleted scenes for all the episodes. Really? And they recorded and deleted... Uh, Talking Head, an interview with Michael Scott, talking about where his inspiration for coming up with various characters, like Prison Mike. So this is a deleted scene where he's talking about his inspiration, but then also references where the character Prison Mike came from before appearing in the episode that we all know and love called The Convict. When I was just a little kid, we had an assembly at school where a giant owl came out and gave a very impassioned speech about giving hoots and not polluting. And you know what? I never polluted again. It was right then that I realized the power of saying things as a character. People listen to you when you are wearing an elaborate costume or speaking in a voice that is not yours. I came up with Prison Mike during improv class, and I was doing a scene. These two college kids would not stop talking, so I became Prison Mike. And I said, Hey, shut up, or I'll stab you twos. And... They never said anything to me again. (laughs) (laughs) So now we all know the story of Prison Mike and how he became that guy who then went on (laughs) to go in on everyone in the conference room. Because if you haven't seen the episode, I I, I assume everyone saw the episode. Multiple times. Dunder Mifflin, you find out that they hired a ex-con. They're getting a tax credit for hiring an ex-con. That ex-con came from a different location, the Stanford location. And then that ex-con was like being asked about prison, talking about, yo, it's not so bad. Like we had this, we did this, we had this kind of freedom, whatever. And they were like, oh man, prison sounds like more fun than working here at Dunder Mifflin. And Michael Scott was just like not having any of it, pulled everyone into the conference room. All right, everybody, there has been a lot of name calling against our office today. Corporate maligning, slurring, much of it coming from one of you who claims that prison is better than here. And none of us can say boo, because none of us have ever been to prison. 
Well, there's somebody I'd like you to meet. Somebody else who has been to prison who can tell you what it is really like. I'm Prison Mike! <laughs> you know why they call me Prison Mike? Do you really expect us to believe you're somebody else? Do you really expect me to not push you up against the wall? Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, hey, 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 that's just the way we talk in the clink. Been a lot of fun talk about prison today, but I am here to scare you straight. I am here to scare you straight! <laughs> <laughs> Such a brilliant scene. Oh, anyway, today is uh, the that's 17th my first time year. hearing any of that. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God, Impossible. you gotta go watch that Impossible. Man. We've oh. talked about this episode before. I've God, never heard of where it came from. I never heard, no. That's amazing. Uh, so today is the 17-year anniversary. Wow. It's the debut of uh, Season 3, Episode 9 of The Office, Prison Mike. <laughs> if you get a chance, maybe today is the day that you go back, relive, re-enjoy that episode. The worst thing about prison was the, was the Dementors. They were flying all over the place, and they were scary, and then they'd come down, and they sucked the soul out of your body, and it hurt. Dementors like in Harry Potter? No, not Harry Potter. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Michelle. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Before we continue, we got to set this off right. Does your job suck? Yeah. Does it make you hurl? Yeah. Roz and Mocha's worst job in the world. Ugh. Man, I quit. <laughs> so good. Uh, Michelle, welcome to uh, Roz and Mocha's worst job in the world. Thank where you. we just get people from the audience who claim that they have the worst job in the world. Uh, and we have a leaderboard right now that uh, has, I believe, eight names on it so far in the top 10. Uh, we'll okay. just tell you right now, Matthew is sitting at number one. And Matthew is a trauma cleaner. So mm-hmm. he's uh, part of the crew that goes in and cleans up after quote-unquote trauma. You can only imagine what that is. Yeah. Uh, Ray is sitting at number two. He cleans up after squatters. Ugh. And then uh, in at number three is uh, um, Guy, who is a, a nightclub security and once had somebody's colostomy bag thrown right at his chest. Cool. Uh, so a lot of people who clean stuff, a lot of people who are protecting stuff. Uh, Michelle, what is your job and why do you feel that it's the worst job in the world? I am a subway janitor. Oh, <laughs> okay. What have so, you seen? Uh, we've had in the middle of rush hour, somebody pull their pants down and diarrhea all over the wall. Okay. All over the okay. wall? Yeah. On the wall. Okay. Yeah. So I have to clean that. We've had people go up the escalators pooing. Oh, my God. Yeah. All those little grooves. Yeah. We have pee. They pee all the time. They vomit. Um, We have overdoses, a lot of overdoses and needles we have to clean up. We've had a guy in the holding cell that took the most biggest poo you could ever (laughs) imagine. Yeah. And we couldn't get rid of the smell for three days okay. after cleaning this. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean the holding cell? It's just a cell for people that they catch until the cops come and pick them up. I, oh my! Uh, does, does every subway yeah. station have a holding cell? Um, not every subway station. More of the big subway stations, I guess, where the constables and stuff are. I have oh, no wow. idea. Yeah, so we have cells where they go in. So are if someone. Are there yeah. usually just like one person or would you find like you go there to put someone there in the holding cell and there's, you know, a couple of people sitting there? Yeah, there could there could be more than one. There's mm. two or three cells in there. So, mm. yeah. 
how long's your shift? It's eight and a half hours. Eight and a half hours. And, and do, when you, you, do you generally take a lunch? Um, I do, but a lot of times we do get called out. Oh, because I just wonder, I just wonder like how you do that and then look at your watch and go, oh, got to go have my, my lunch now. <laughs> yeah, my like, leftover spaghetti from yeah, last night. Like, I don't know how you eat. You start to get, you, it's sad to say, but you get used to it because now oh. at lunch we talk about it and oh, talk no. about what cleaned. Yes, and everybody has their, their story of, oh, my God, the biggest poo they cleaned up today. Or- <laughs> today? <laughs> yes. Okay, so here's a question, Michelle. So this is the worst job in the world, right? You're a janitor for the, uh, for the subway, and you get the calls to go and clean up after some things happen. Yes. When you get a call, when you're, you know, the walkie-talkie goes off or your phone goes off, do they tell you what you were going to clean <laughs> up? No, or do they just say, okay, yeah, so it's a big surprise. surprise. Oh, yes, damn. They just say unsanitary. Okay. So when it says unsanitary, you don't know what you're really walking into until you get there. Right. Okay, and it you're just preparing for the worst. Yeah, it could be blood. It could be poo, puke, How? pee. And it's daily, nonstop through the whole day. So you, you clean poo every day off like a wall, right? Like the or walls, something like the that? Floors, yeah, floors, elevators. <sighs> okay. Ele- oh, my God. Okay. Elevator, that's the worst because then you're stuck trapped in there cleaning that and smelling it. So I will, I will say this, Michelle. <laughs> there's been a lot of people who have called up to say that they have the worst job in the world. But, but in reality, what it is is they have a job where they have the potential to have really bad days, right? Yeah. So it's not necessarily a consistent part of your job. Job. That's why the that's why the, the nightclub security guard isn't number one. He had a couple really horrific days, but yeah. it's it's not his job day in day out. Um, now yeah. I would say Michelle. <laughs> I I know where I would place Michelle on the list. Okay, because right now Matthew is a trauma cleaner and his job is literally 100% doing what you do. Only every call he gets is a body or a part of a body. Yes. Um, So I... Can I tell you where I think Michelle needs to go on the list? Michelle, can we put you on hold for one sec, love? Sure. Okay, Mocha and I I have to conference here. Okay. Okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on one second, love. To me, she's number two. I agree. You do? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Every, yeah, number two. Yeah, everyone num- agrees. Number two. Number two. Right? Yeah, everyone yeah, I says. Say, Maria say, says, Shem says, yeah, Maury says. Okay, I would easy, say, I would say number two, yeah. Uh, that was quick. <laughs> hey, Michelle? Yes. Okay, um, we've decided that uh, you are now, as uh, Michelle, the uh, woman who does uh, custodial work uh, on the subway system, cleaning up uh, walls and walls of diarrhea <laughs> on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. Michelle, you are currently sitting at number two on Razamoka's no worst job intended. in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't escape number two, Michelle. I know, I can't. Yes. You can't escape number. You can't escape number two. Um, that was. Uh, you do have a terrible job, and and yeah, you know, we're, we're 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 and, and and I'll tell you. You know what sounds even the worst part of all? Yeah. It sounds. It sounds like you're really good at it. Actually, I am. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Congratulations, hey. Michelle. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to have to get good at. I know. I know. It's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, Michelle. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. The top three shook up. Yeah. Uh, if you think you have the worst job in the world and you would like to share it with us and everyone that listens to the Roz and Mocha Show, feel free to text us at 925-555. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello? Yo, it's Roz and Mocha. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> wow. What the hell's going on, man? Come on. I, I work for a sheet metal factory. Oh, you're working for sheet metal. Hold on one second. One second. Hello. Oh, my God. Bro. Bro. Hello. Hello. Are you inside better? the sheet metal right now? You, are you, like, surrounded I'm, by it? I was. I'm in the washroom now. Okay, okay. What's your name? My name is Simi. Talk right in the bottom okay. of your phone. Stop moving around. Stop messing around. Oh, no. You got, you're getting Roz mad already. And this is supposed That's to be a congratulatory Ross. call. Oh. <laughs> Simi texted and said, I'm headed into work right now. Simi is obviously at work now. Yeah. And he said, proposing today. Wish me luck. Ugh. What do you mean, ugh? Don't do it on your phone. <laughs> Wait, are you proposing to somebody at work? No, 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 no. Oh, um, okay. I have it all planned out. It's all happening after work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, where are you doing it? At my mom's house. At your mom? I mean, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's just because I know my girl. She wants it to be intimate. So that's a intimate. My mom's not around right now. She went to, she flew back home. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. so it's just like the two of you then? Yes. Okay. I was How, like, I was like, you were thinking that an intimate to proposal would be you, your girl, and your mom. <laughs> oh, come on, Roz. Bro. Okay. So um, you yeah. got it all planned out. How long has this been in the works for? Six months. Wow. Okay. Okay. You. So you got the ring. You got everything set out. Everything Have you been ready? Yeah. My sister helped me decorate the the house. Did you know what kind of ring she would be into, or did you just go and find she one? Selected or? Her ring. She oh, selected she like, did. When we started dating, she, like, she showed me exactly what she wanted when we started talking about if we were going to get married. That's presumptuous. Um, that's why we, like, I knew when I met her exactly what I wanted. So, Aw, buddy, that's so nice. Um, what are you making that face, Ross? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I okay, know. so here's the, the one thing that we always hear from women when they say that their guy proposed, right? And I want to know, did you already talk to your girl today? No. Okay. The one thing that women say is something that told them that something was off. They always say that the guy was acting weird yep. that day. Like they weren't acting themselves. They weren't as talkative or they were being a little too jittery or too nervous. Um, have you been that way today? I guess you haven't talked to your girl yet. Okay. So I knew that I would be. So I told her I planned a big surprise for this weekend. So she thought I'd been nervous for the weekend. But you told her you're planning a big surprise for the weekend? Yes. So she knows, like, because I, I, I can't hide anything from her. So she's like, okay, there's a surprise happening this weekend. Bro, she could be pissed that you're doing it today because I bet you in her mind, she's like, okay, yo, Friday, I'm going to go get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done and everything. Why didn't you? You see, I already thought about that, Mocha. I got her best friend today taking her to get her nails and hair done and everything at 1 p.m. Bro, she knows she's being proposed to this weekend. This ain't a secret. Yeah, this weekend, but not today. So your secret is that it's happening today and not two days yeah. from now? Because, Rob, the guy I am, I just told her last month when I got the ring. Today I got the <laughs> ring and I'm proposing. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll follow up after the proposal. You know, wait, 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 wait. And wait. we want to talk to your girl. Yeah. Uh, to find out if she could sense anything was off. Okay, 100%. Do you, do you know what you're going to say yet before we let you go? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. 100%. Oh, oh. somebody just walked oh. in the bathroom. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, you I got to poop. <laughs> Get out of here, Simi. <laughs> All right, dog. We'll follow, we're we're going to follow up with you, okay? 100%. All right, okay. buddy. Good luck. You got this. Don't be, uh, Thank you very much. Thank don't, you. don't be nervous today, okay? 
hopefully it won't be. I already know exactly what I'm going to say, and I, I've been thinking about it for a month now. So Okay, perfect. brother. Okay, congratulations, and uh, good luck with everything, Holmes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Simi, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. Hello. Yo, Simi. Oh, my God. The last time we talked to you, Simi, <laughs> right off the bat, we had hello. problems. You were having problems with your phone. Hello. Hello. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Simi, welcome back to the Razamoka Show. We talked to you the other day. Um, you were preparing to propose to your girlfriend at your mother's house. Your mother wasn't going to be home, and you had this big elaborate thing set up for your girlfriend. Um, she suspected that you were going to propose at some point over the weekend, so to throw her off, you were like, no, I'm going to do it a couple of days beforehand. Right? That's right. Talk us through. How did it go? Exactly as I planned it. Which was? I had a friend all day, like, keep a company and take a day and get her nails done. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on hold is on. she there? Is she there right now? Right beside me. Okay, yeah, let okay. us talk to her real quick. Okay. Hello. Hi, Heather. It's Razamoka. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Congratulations, Good. by the way. We assume you said yes. Yeah, I definitely. Okay. All right, all, all right. right. Congratulations, Simi and Heather. Um, okay, so uh, when we talked to Simi the last time, the day that he was going to propose to you, we had asked him if he thought that he had been acting weird that day. Because anytime we talk to a woman who had been proposed to, yep. she always says to us, yeah, of course, the guy was being weird. He was acting nervous. Uh, he was Something a little was out of up. character. Like, she knew. Did you suspect at all during proposal day that something was up? Definitely. Yeah. What made you suspicious? Just the way everyone's trying to convince me of where I should go. Like, my mom told me I should go. My friend told me I should go. Like, go get your nails done and your hair done and everything? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, like, okay. go, and like, go and like go over dinner. Like, you should go for dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something is up because it's a weekday and yeah. I don't normally do this kind of stuff and Simi never exactly. like really planned something like this and everyone's going in on trying to get me to do all this stuff. No, but it was kind of nice to get spoiled. So so you walk into the you walk into the place and what happens? There's heart petals everywhere, like rose petals everywhere in the shape of a heart. Me, sun, candles. Like, it was very nice. That's sweet. Hold on here. I have uh, Simi sent us the video of the proposal. Let me just play it real quick. So here's Simi walking in to the place. There's music playing. Oh, this is so nice. You still got your winter coat on. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you're standing there, and Simi is like mucking around, bro. Like, do we get on this video, Simi saying what he wants to say? So, bro, you take. I've known you long. You made me the happiest man I've ever been invited to be. Okay, it's kind of hard to hear because you got the music blasting <laughs> like it's a nightclub, bro. So, uh, Heather, can you can you take us back to what was it that Simi said before he put the ring on your finger? <laughs> Like from the second he met me, he knew it was meant to be, and no matter what we've been through, like trials and tribulations, everything was meant to be, and oh, it was very sweet. <laughs> and then you yeah. embrace, you kiss, everything's great. And then who else? Like who was there filming? There looked like three people in the in the condo in the place. My best friend was there to me. 
uh, his dad and his sister. Okay. And then did everyone, like, get the hell out to, guy, to give you guys a moment? Or you all, like, hung out for the rest of the night? No, we went out afterwards. Like, we left afterwards. Like, we had a random <laughs> time. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Simi and Heather, congratulations. Glad Simi didn't screw it up. Even though you were suspicious that something was going to happen, Heather. Yeah, even if I was suspicious, it was all worth it. Oh, of course. Everyone's going to be suspicious. <laughs> congratulations. Love you guys lots. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or download the KISS 92.5 app.